What's up, everybody? You are back with the best podcast out there on YouTube, on Spotify, on all platforms, on the streets. This is Menisms. We are back. I'm Michael Scenario. And I'm Maria Welcome, And we missed you guys. Hope you're good. Shout out to everybody that's been enjoying the episodes. You guys see we've been switching it up a little bit, you know. We're trying to, you know, get out our comfort zones, yep. but we're getting there. So, yeah, yeah, right. how have you been, man? Been good, man. Um, I mean, this... I, I'm happy to be back. Yeah. I'm happy to have another episode. So yeah, let's give them a little something. See, we're back in our home setup, as you can see here. Yeah. And yeah. before we start and go forward, make sure you guys subscribe to our channel. Make sure you follow us on all social platforms. Mm-hmm. Continue to support us. We appreciate you guys, you know. like, And there's something I notice outside, too, because people now are starting to come to us outside. I can definitely And say hi. Continue. Be friendly. We're friendly, guys. But yeah. then... I've always noticed, like, some women, when they come to me now or something, it's always on a, a, a aggressive way, but it's funny. Not in a real aggressive way. Mm-hmm. Just like, hey, so we've seen what you guys talked about, <laughs> the podcast. Da, 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 da. It's just like, can we just get to know each other first? Hello, how are you? I know, but at the same time, we enjoy it. Yeah, it even happened to me recently where someone said, um, I was watching one of your clips. And the minute you said it, I was really shouting, ah, this guy's crazy. And I'm like, did you even let the clip finish? And then she's like, okay, well, I watch your services, so I understand where you come from, but still. I notice yeah. a lot of people watch the clips, they watch the highlights of stuff, but yeah. we need you guys to actually watch the whole episode so you guys For can context, understand the yeah. context. And then you can come attack us. If you watch a full episode, you can attack us. Yeah. But yeah. apart from that, we're going to get into some questions, some comments we got from people. Yeah, um, so I'm just going to start right off. Um, all right, so the first one says, um, hey, I'd like, hey, I'd like to have your opinion. Um, so I have a sneaky link. The only time we talk is when we want to hook up. I saw him among the suggested people to follow on Twitter. I go through his page and see he has cool and sensible tweets and decide to follow him. <laughs> Next thing I know, he has blocked me. I'm genuinely confused. Like, why would he do that? I don't know whether I should confront him or just let it slide and cut him off. And this is how women get themselves in trouble <laughs> because what did you start off with? Sneaky link, sneaky link yeah. which means from the definition of sneaky link as social media and everybody likes to say, it just means we are literally just having intercourse. We yeah. are low key friends. Yeah. When you call me, when you need that, hit me I'm up. Right, yeah, if yeah, not, yeah. we can That's still it. be cordial and all that. Yeah. But what do you think? So, um, so I, I really get the context of where he may be coming from, right? Because like you said, Sneaky Link is, in fact, Sneaky Link is, we're not even out in the open as friends, right? We're not even out in the open as that we know each other. Like you're literally, uh, I just, I know you and you know We me know each other, we but do. we don't know each other. Exactly. So I, I'm guessing that, you know, um, her following him on Twitter was more like to him, okay, she's beginning to cross into the people are going to know that we know each other in public, right? And so him blocking her off was more like, nah, our 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 boundaries do not extend beyond. But let me ask you a question with that because again, maybe it's perce- again it's our generation that I feel takes social media too seriously. Because you just said a statement just now, yeah. And then there was also something in the comment she said, mm-hmm. talking about how, you know, she unfollowed him. Yeah. I mean, sorry, he unfollowed her, yeah, well, he and then you now said it was maybe so that way people outside don't know. Yeah. But then it's social media. Yeah. If I follow you on social media and all that, right, or I feel for our generation, do you not feel like we take social media too personally that you're already worried that if people see we follow each other, ah, it's already like, oh, they know, they know. When well, so the thing is, I'll say for Twitter in particular, right? Mm-hmm. So Twitter is a platform where I can just tweet 
and maybe my tweets usually don't get engagements, right? Mm-hmm. And then next thing you come and comment under my tweet. Now, I can't call you out for it on Twitter because then it will even raise more suspicion. Like, ah, why is he saying she shouldn't comment? I also can't delete your comments because again, it's Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. IG, I can just go and wipe it off and just say, okay, you know what? Yeah. But Twitter, people will start, everybody can see you're engaging my tweets. From there, somebody who knows you that may have seen us together one time will start adding one or two. And it's, that's how it works. It's so crazy. But that's it's okay. actually so, so crazy. Do you know, works, so yeah. that means, with what you said now, that means yeah. when it comes to having a sneaky link then, mm-hmm. because maybe it's for me personally, yeah. I don't do sneaky links anymore in okay. terms of you're not denying me outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, right, I'm yeah. too grown for that. Mm-hmm. I'm not denying you. I'm off. We know each other. We know each other. And me, like you said, when we're single, let any girl see. I don't give a damn. Yeah. But... With this sneaky link thing you're saying now, what I'm trying to say is that is there a point even engaging in a sneaky link if you two literally have to hide from each other outside? Bro, let's be honest. It's even very possible he has a babe. I mean, you see, we're in Lagos. That's the exact we're in Lagos. The angle, true, the angle know, could be I, that he I has a girlfriend, right? You know, he has a girlfriend or he has a wife, even mm. you know, like, a whole ass family. Did she asks these questions. Like, that's another thing. So we don't know. We don't know the full context of it, right? So again, they've not said they're both single, right? So it could also be from the angle of he has a girlfriend and that right there is just about to ruin whatever sneaky link yeah. you know, agreement they have. So anyway, so answer her question because what she's really asking is whether she should confront him or she should just let it slide and cut him off. Personally, oh, I, this is a, I'm just going to give my own personal you know, um, take on this for your peace of mind. Cut him off. Don't confront anybody. Cut him off, block him everywhere if you need to. I mean, if the deal was good, I'm sorry, you just have to give that up. But is it, for for peace of peace of mind, in the end is always the best result because she confronts him. Most what most likely will happen is that he's going to lie, tell series of lies to just make his. Because she said something justified. here. She said that he has cool and sensible tweets. So, yeah. to, so I'm like, I'm sorry. Again, we don't judge. But yeah. are you telling me you judge this man's character? You judge his character based, based on tweets. On well, Who's I mean, there are people. There are people like that. There are people like that. So, and and honestly, you can't be because, like you said, we're in the era of social media now. So, it's what they give you. You have to kind of take. But see, and that's why I said people just advice to an answer to give. I guess it's yeah. like this is why you really need to communicate more than social media. Mm. Like for me now, I tell people like, yo, if I'm talking to a girl, even let us know each other that we're comfortable. Let's have those. If we don't get to that level, fine. Yeah. If it happens to skip some process, fine. But it's like, let's know each other that I know, okay, does this person have sense? Because mm. in the same way, I hope you think I have sense, but do you have sense? So this yeah. kind of thing doesn't happen. Yeah. So I guess to summarize that, let's just just say that, you know, I, I think, again, my own advice is just don't confront anyone because confrontation will just either lead to more lies or everyone getting mad. It's just yeah. cut him off, accept that that's what it is and just move on. Or if you want to have a calm conversation where it's like okay you're not you're not confronting him per se but mm. you're just saying that you're stating that this has happened and this is why you have to cut him off if that's the kind of person you are you want to just you know get your own side off your chest and be like i've let him know why so it's not as if i blocked him abruptly he needs to understand that this is what happened and i cannot deal with that so you can do that it's not confrontation it's just you laying your it's peace story. of mind i'm yeah. everybody protect your peace of mind man exactly. you know you owe nobody nothing yeah so all right yeah. so second one yeah i'll read off and then you can answer okay not sure if it's a topic coming up, but I'd like to hear what you guys think about significant others having friends of the opposite sex. Do you think it's possible for a girlfriend to truly have a platonic male friend or a bestie? Or do you think it's most secretly, or do you think most secretly want her? Ah, that's a person's English show. Me and my husband argue about this all the time, so I would love to hear what you guys think, especially in a place like Lagos. So I think what they tried to say is, is it possible for your girlfriend to have a platonic male friend, or do you think he secretly wants her? Yeah. Mm, yeah. 
So, I mean, I, I guess, actually, the original topic was giving a big umbrella of opposite sexes having best friends of the opposite sex. Or sexes having best friends of the like opposite sex. Like your girlfriend sex. or wife having a male yeah, best friend. Or your boyfriend or husband having a... Exactly, stuff like that. So, um, in her own case in particular, so I guess she says that um, she, she, she argues with her husband, right? Um, now, I don't know. The argument, I imagine, could go both ways, where the argument is like, oh, he has, you know, a female best friend and she's not okay with it, or she has a female best friend, she has a male best friend and he's not okay with it, and so they argue, right? Now, again, I think this is one of the biggest things we preach in our um, episodes, and it's communication. For me, the only thing that ever is a problem when, you know, the um, your husband or wife has a best friend of the opposite sex is that one, you've not even communicated to your significant other how your relationship is with this person, right? Mm -hmm. There's something like assurance, right? So if you assure me that, look, there isn't going to be any, this, this person is my friend, friend, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to take some assurance from that, but it's not enough, right? Because in the end, the person you're having friends with always has intentions. In fact, most times, the person that has a problem is kind of projecting. Now, let me explain what that means. So let's say I have a girlfriend now, right? Mm -hmm. And she has a male best friend. And this male best friend is everything she would normally want in a boyfriend, right? Attractive, intelligent, he has money, he has everything. But according to her, ah, him, no, he's just my guy now. It's just, you, get, I mean, you know how they say, it. they will say it so well that that is just my guy would even put your, your heart at ease. But you, there's some moves that he's making based on what she's explaining to you of how, okay, maybe he came by to her office to drop some lunch for her. And you're thinking, you're sure this guy is just your guy. Now, by projection, what I mean is, me, maybe in my single days, I would have been, as a best friend to somebody else's girlfriend, I would have also been going to, you know, you know, do nice, make, you know, carry out nice gestures for her, you know, pick her up from work whenever she's stranded because her boyfriend is too far away or whatever it is. Now, to some other, to some guys, it is best friend until she can open a door to pull you out of the friend zone. It's, it, it happens a lot, right? So by projection, what I mean is guys who have been in that position where they said they wanted to be friends with someone, but they knew that Loki, if the opportunity presents itself to be more, they will take it in so a with, Those with guys you, have a problem with their girlfriends. So with you saying that, I feel that is also a... I'm trying to find the word I'm looking for, but when I say a personal problem, it's more of just how well do you know yourself in two ways. So as a guy, any guy that hears a girl has a female, has a male best friend, two things Very are different. tested, your ego yeah. and your pride. Yes. I don't know if it's the same thing, but it's the two different things. But two, yeah, two, different, two different things. You're tested because already, you already know how most males are. And if we put it in perspective in a place like Lagos, especially now, you already start to know this negative stigmas of having a male best friend and all yeah. that. But then it's also a case of knowing yourself because look, I always tell people like, yo, if you're going to date a bad B, you have to be ready for what comes with that bad B, which means that they're going to be men looking at her. Yeah. Her friends even could be looking at her. Yeah. But like you said, there has to be a communication with the woman like for now i don't mind talking to i'm old enough now that when i talk to women now i rather let's be honest with each other i don't care if you seeing somebody talking to somebody while talking to me i don't care because you're single you're allowed to do what you like you had a past before me 
but at least tell me that it's not a surprise yeah. especially in a place like this now like for example if i'm seeing i'm getting a bit more serious with a girl yeah. and she'll start coming to my circles there's some things i have to probably tell her so it's not like a shock like okay you see this girl here maybe at one point me and her used to see each other yeah. so it's like me saying stuff like that i would obviously hope for the same thing mm. so that way if you have any other male friend i have more peace of mind because like you say if it comes as a surprise now the relationship is never going to be the same because mm. your trust is broken yeah okay so um on my own personal take so i even tweeted something um i think like two weeks ago there about which had something to do with having a, you know a a best friend of the opposite sex and me i said for me personally it can't work and i'll tell you why that you can't have a... I can't, my girlfriend cannot have a male best friend. And okay. I'll tell you why. The reason for that is my own love comes with best friend package. And that's what my tweet was, right? And by that, I mean, I want to be, I want to be the person that you're telling about work as soon as you get home. Not that. You've already told Dapo. And now I'm just getting the remnants. <laughs> or you'd even... In fact, so wait, what about she's known dark ball, for example? You know how I don't give a fuck. Wait, like, no, wait, you just met <laughs> this girl because sometimes yeah. people need to understand the context. Yes, yes, uh-huh. you just met this girl, yes. maybe okay, you've two been dating ago. two years, uh-huh, uh-huh. perfect, yes. perfect scenario. Two you've years. been dating yes. two years, uh-huh. you're still going to have to get to know a lot about each other, of course. Her and dark ball have been best friends since, since child's three, okay. SS1, mm-hmm. yeah, and they've grown together and not, not in a sexual way, yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah, just yeah, as friends. I understand, yeah. So what makes it right for you now to come and say she right. has to Perfect. cut that off? No, I love that scenario. because you're now in the picture that's not guaranteed. I love that scenario. And let me tell you this: this is me, yo. If I'm talking to someone that has a boyfriend, that has a best friend, sorry, mm-hmm. that they've known since childhood. I'm sorry, but I really, like knowing, depending on how their best friendship is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's some best friends who I mean, you don't tell them everything, mm-hmm. but like you just know that they are there for you. They are those kind of best friends, right? Mm-hmm. And then they are the ones that, as soon, in fact, before you finish saying the gist, they know the gist already. Mm-hmm. I can't be with someone like that. This is me, and I'll t- it's the truth because speak your truth, speak yeah, your truth. I'm see, not for judging. me, right? Part of what makes my own relationship spice up with my significant other is that mm-hmm. I want to be that your gossip partner. I, another tweet I tweeted was, and if, there's nothing if, wrong in that, by the way. If I cannot be your amiable partner, we cannot be married. We cannot be in a relationship. It's not possible, like mm-hmm. you know. And um, I feel like. There will be some times when I'll feel betrayed when somebody else has the information before me. Okay, say for example, there's some delicate things that she won't see as delicate because it's her best friend. She, she's known him for mm-hmm. how many years? So she could say something like, oh, um, so I took pregnancy test. I'm actually, you know, positive. I'm actually pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she will tell him, right? No, now, if you look at it in, re- in realistic terms, there's actually nothing wrong with that. In the fact that they've known each other for, for so, so long, long do you no. get okay. you know each other for so long so it's not exactly information that that boy should not be equipped with mm-hmm. as a best friend I mean ideally he's even someone that it, it might even happen naturally where on impulse he just picks up the phone and he's the first person that because what about, I was just about to say with what you're saying now yeah. imagine now that same dark boy now yeah. if you guys have a good rapport obviously because yeah. in the end it's a two way thing can't yeah. just because she said it's my best friend this yeah, happens yeah. you two have to approve yeah. as the significant other yeah. supposing now he the godfather of your child okay. because the relationship is that close that's platonic that you know that's why she's going that's to him it. first to okay. maybe say okay, okay as a friend what do you think because obviously telling my husband that kind of thing is a different dynamic okay stuff like that that's, that's a problem you see 
my own kind of relationship does not come with that different dynamic. Mm. Own, and, and there's nothing wrong with that the, again. I keep saying this. Yeah? This is your what you want. So okay. it's good. Okay. Continue. Yeah, so it comes it comes with that. So that's why I said I feel betrayed because I know my mm. best friend, my, my relationship thing, I don't come with that, oh, you're pregnant now, so what do we do? No, mm-hmm. I come with the, oh, this is good. I'm literally that guy who is the best friend and the boyfriend mm-hmm. together. So when you now have an actual best friend and, you know, he's the one getting all the juicy stuff, I'll just be like, you know, don't tell me anything again. Don't worry. I can just go and meet that boy. Do you get it? I mean, I know that's been a bit dramatic. I was <laughs> about to say, know, like, this but, guy but just yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've just told on yourself, Loki. <laughs> no, no, I mean, but it's the fact, you know, and that's and that's and that's how I am. So to actually answer her question, it's possible to have best friends of the opposite sex. I'm, in I'm a so sorry, I just yeah. thought of something because I was about to say personal okay. example. I didn't even say it earlier. Okay. So I have a female best friend. Okay. We have been best friends since we were literally born. In okay. terms of she was in the hospital when I was born. She's older than me by two months. Shout out mm. Alame. But okay. at the same time, we have grown together, like I said, since birth. Yeah. Brother, sister, everything. Yeah. I have dated her friends. Mm-hmm. She has talked to my own friends. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? She has saved me in scenarios with yeah, yeah. different stuff. And I know when girls see it, yeah. Especially because it also depends on the kind of guy you are. I think also, like you said, the individual. Because you know how even this dark boy you're saying, yeah. dark boy's a very toxic Nigerian name, I've noticed. Because mm, even now, when you said dark boy, I said, ah. Like, <laughs> but it's like, if you know the kind of guy he is now, yeah. for example. So like guys like us now, like for me now, if people will know like, okay, I'm in entertainment, I go out, I know yeah. girls and all that. So if I'm saying female bestie, you already think, ah, female bestie. Yeah, no, no, yeah, like, yeah. this is like my blood bestie, bestie, sister. Yeah. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm even liking a girl now, I don't, but the thing is, I've also had to remember that we've also, I think with us, the older we got, we had to learn to set a boundary. Because she's had a boyfriend, she's had boyfriends, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And even having those boyfriends, me, I take myself out. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like you just said, the way you think, let me know, like, that's why I said you're not wrong, because me too, I think a little similar. Like, me yeah. too, I want to be your bestie. Like, the fact that we have to get that. You get, exactly. Everybody. But you can still have your life, but you know. So it's like, yeah. with her, when she had her boyfriends, I'm going to take a step back. If you want to call me, I will always answer. Exactly. But I don't expect you to come to me every time because there's another man in place. Same Thank way you. when I have a girlfriend, I know she doesn't expect me to call her every time, which I don't because it's like, I'm definitely talking to another girl. But yeah. it's like, when we talk, we can let everything out because we set and, that boundary. And that's the thing now because this thing you just described now works best for friendships. Best friendships, however, always have a very different, you know, a very different... Um, but she's my best friend. friend. Exactly my point. So, but no, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you see, people have, there's a, there's some sort of responsibility people attach to having a best friend, right? Mm. It's like, ah, ah, he's my best friend. I have to tell him everything. Uh, yeah, no, so, you don't. Yeah, so, you see, so that, and that's, and that's what most people come with. And I'm guessing that's where their arguments are usually running around. You see, and the thing is, in our context in Lagos, and I like why, you know, she said, especially in Lagos, in mm. our context in Lagos, a lot of guys move to girls as, let me be your friend first. Uh, and and first that, enter that fact, bubble. You know what? You know, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. I'm about to say this is comments. We still have a topic to talk about because <laughs> yes, we do, that we do. I almost got triggered saying, and I was like, you know what? Let's just go to the topic. Yeah, you guys, yeah. we're going to make that a topic. If you want a topic, say it in the comments. But let's having, just having final a, final remark for the the thing. So yeah. at least we answer that question. We yeah, move yeah. to the topic. Final remark. Yeah. So final remark is um, yes, it is possible, but I think it's majorly just communication. Communicate mm. with your opposition. Also, listen to what they have to say. True. You know, because sometimes because you're you're saying someone is your best friend you're actually shadowed by some actions that they are taking that are not really platonic. So I think... Keyword there, platonic, yeah, guys. So communicate to your partner, but also make sure you listen to what they have to say and be open to, you know, making compromises so they're happy, if really you love the person. So, Thanks. Yeah. All right, guys. So, yeah, so we're going to jump into the topic today. Again, that was a great question because you see how yeah. you got us triggered. So yeah, keep it coming. But, um, yeah, we're going to go to the topic today. Today's topic is a very, very interesting one yeah. that a lot of guys don't talk about and we're going to talk about. Yeah. So the... 
topic today is my relationship with my father. Yeah. Abby? Yep. yep yes. Yep. And this is a very interesting one because, one, we're Nigerians, we're Africans, so there's always a difference in the kind of relationship some men have. There's a stereotypical one we always hear about some people, their fathers, but a lot of people have close relationships, some don't. So that's one aspect. Then there's the aspect of having fathers as black men. Yeah. As much as we're African, we're still black. Yeah. So there's also a different dynamic. And then there. having an African dad. Exactly. That's why I said. That was the first. That I said we're yeah. African. So yeah. we're like, there's the African father side, yeah. and there's being black being having black. a father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think where we can start off is obviously our relationships with our dads, yeah. like how it is, and also I'll let you start. Then I'll go. Okay. All right. So. Um so I think I'll start by giving some context to how my so my family is the typical, you know, one mom, one dad. Mm. Um, they're still together till now. Um, how many years? Um, Thirty. Wow. Actually, they're going to be May fourth is their anniversary. Oh, so yeah, around sure. the corner. Mom's yeah. birthday is May fifth. Oh, interesting. I'm also <laughs> Mayborn, so. <laughs> but yeah, so they're going to be um, thirty-two. Yeah, 32 years. God damn. That's the longest time. That's right? a so long longest time. Respect so, to us. Congratulations, mom, dad. Yeah. We clap for Happy them, anniversary in advance. Wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, anyways, um, I want to say I grew up in the typical African home of um, the mom is the... Well, okay. So, the typical African home is the mom is strict but soft to the children. The dad is just stern. You know, there are some things you cannot... Oh, your dad should never find this out. Okay, so... That's that's the that's the typical African home. Mine wasn't so typical. It was a bit of the opposite, where my mom was a strict one, and my dad is the one you would almost go to anything for. Like, okay, maybe you want to go out. Mm. You know, you go and ask him. Then he's the one to say, "Ask your mom." And then you're like, "Oh, damn it," you know. And um, I think this kind of shaped how the relationships relationships by that I mean between my mom and my dad and myself ended up being. Um, so I'm the first of her children and or of their children rather and um first so my, boy yeah first first child first boy first oh wow first okay, child, okay okay and um i don't know if that so I, I always say that that made me a scapegoat right <laughs> so yeah i always say that made me a scapegoat for them to you know make mistakes correct some stuff mm-hmm. know what to not do with the next child you know stuff like that so um growing up i wasn't really close to my mom so I know every typical guy is always closer to their mom and not so close to their dad, blah, blah, blah. But it's actually the exact opposite for me, right? Mm. So it took me so much longer. My mom and I are not really cool. I mean, she's my G now, you know. But growing up, it wasn't very... I wasn't close to her, right? However, I was close to my dad, but close in that I was closer to him than my mom, but not really close to mm. him. But just if I, was, if I had a problem, it's likely that I would go and meet him than I meet her, right? But not necessarily because he was my G at the time, no. But I was just closer to him. So I guess being closer to him when I was younger just kind of made him seem like the parent to go to for any immediate problem that I think my parents can solve. Because you know, there are some things, no matter what, I'm taking it to my grave. And you notice, like, yeah. you start, you sort of start forming that relationship early mm-hmm. as a young age. Like, you know which, for some people, you know, you which, know which parent parents is the one, to, like, yeah, yeah. I want this one or yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah. Okay, she acts like this. Like, you, people don't, we pick it early. Yeah, we pick, yeah. And then, obviously, as we get older now, you start to analyze, like, okay, maybe this one wasn't, okay, this yeah. one's actually a bit You pick like, them for certain activities, yeah. you pick them for certain problems, pick them for certain discussions, so, stuff so like, like that. So, like, with you know? your story now, like, mine is different, whereby yeah. I grew up in a single-parent household. So, yeah. my parents divorced when I was... 
three, okay. if I believe. Obviously, I don't remember anything zero to three, but I do remember when I was four, I now went to go live with my grandma in Nigeria. So when my parents divorced in America, they stayed there. My grandma was like, come and live with me. So my grandma is very influential in Nigeria. So my grandma is actually like my dad. Is right. Okay. Because okay. at that point, my grandma is the breadwinner of the family. She still is. Yeah. So she's like the one that raises everybody. She's mm-hmm. the one that the disciplinary and all that. Yeah, so yeah, okay. I tell okay. people... I grew up with women, but it's like I started learning like principles that a man would teach as a father would teach you from my grandma. Okay. So by the time I now came back to America, I was only in Nigeria for two years. Okay. Came back to America. Now I'm in a single parent household with my mom. So it's like, especially being black, that's what I said, you know, being a black boy in America yeah. without a father. To me, that was common. Yeah, it's serious. Yeah, so it's most serious. people around me now in my school and all that, everybody's like, you knew the guys that had their dads. But then a lot of us is just our moms. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then it's normal in America, which is scary yeah, because yeah, it, is. Okay. it makes no sense. Like, you know, especially with this whole, like, that's another topic, like the baby daddy, baby mama culture and all. It's like, you don't even realize how normal it is till you leave. Yeah. So I just got used to that whereby I was younger seeing my dad, like, every Christmas, every summer. So I'll travel to go see him in Denver. Then I'll stay with my mom in Atlanta the whole year. So that was how, like, I started developing sort of relationship with my dad. But was like, I didn't get to learn a lot of things because when we see each other it's only for two months mm. so by the time we see each other it's like let's just enjoy catch up yeah. but to actually figure out life and all I have to learn it from my mom then obviously my mom can't teach me everything so it's your environment that teaches you everything so yeah. like I was lucky whereby my pastor in Atlanta uh, there was a church that some of my best friends we all went to so we were like a group of boys had the same basketball team all that now his son was my best friend so I used to just go to his house every single weekend. So he's the one that basically taught me like how to be a man, if that makes sense. So he was okay. basically like my dad from, let's say, 13 to 17 when I left America. Okay. Okay. So that was even like my saving grace. Because I tell people, when you grow up without a father, it's a bit different. Because like I said, you're figuring out stuff, but then you're... Subs- I was about to back on. <laughs> subs- help me with this word. Okay. Suspect- viewers, help me out. Susceptible. <laughs> to many more mistakes yeah. because nobody's there to guide you and all. So let me ask you this question now. With your dad now, do you feel like, you know, you were able to go to him to ask about the problems you were having as a young man? You know, like, how do I learn this? How do I figure this out? Or was he the kind of father that made you say, like, go and figure it out. Then if you see some things, you can come back. So that's a very interesting question because, because this character you just asked about in my dad is one that I love but also hate. So um, he's literally the kind of person who would love to share his experiences and stories, let you really understand how you should navigate life. He's very big on, in fact, he's borderline a philanthropist, right? Like there are too many people that can say like their lives have been touched from him telling them how to navigate life, right? Mm. But it's always different when he's your child, you know? Ah. (laughs) So it's always different. So for me... And I guess, again, being the first child, you know, like I said, scapegoat, there's so many things mm. you would advise, and I'm just like, I'm not for it. And he's like, you know what? I think you should do this way. Now, more than 90% of the time, he would be right. Because, of course, he's lived life before me, so there's some things he knows that I cannot fathom until I experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's the kind of person who would not tell you to live life. He would give you tips on how to live life, but then also, like, leave room for you to experience your bit of it and decide if that's how you want to go or not. Now, I get... So, it was at this point that I started to really understand that he was my preferred parent, so to say, in quotes, right? And by that, I mean he gives you a bicycle, but then with training wheels. 
Mm. So it's like, you know what, I'll ride. I'll put some training wheels on because I know you're just getting into this thing, but ride to ride from Lekki to Ikoi. Yeah. Do you understand? But be on training wheels. Mm-hmm. But along the way, the journey from Lekki to Ikoi will show you a few things. No other parents will tell you, oh, don't leave Lekki. Yeah. In his own case, it's like, leave Lekki, but carry your training wheels. Experience life. That's and and I think at that point is when I realized that. I realized two things. One, he's definitely the parent I need to go to for. Mm-hmm any specific man-related problems, any specific life-related problems. Two, I definitely want to raise my children this way. So you know what he does? He said something now that's actually surprising me and made me laugh. So mine was different whereby my mother was the typical Yoruba woman. Hey, 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 ah, I beg, yeah. And even though she was very American, because yeah. like we talked about it earlier, she was yeah. still a Yankee, so she had to let me be. Yeah. While my dad would be shocked because we don't live together. So mm. I told you, I only see my dad twice a year in America. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, when he sees me, and, he's seen and there's some stuff you do, like, ah, Andrew, <laughs> you know how to do this already. It's like, yeah, like I taught myself in Atlanta, like, um, yeah, somebody's yeah, yeah, yeah. dad taught me this. So it's like, it would be weird. Like he'll now like from there, once I already know the foundation, he'll now say, okay, this is what you now do with ABC. Like I remember the first time my dad saw me with girls, right? Yeah. I was probably 11. So I know you people will judge me, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 11. So obviously in America, you have more freedom. It's not like Nigeria. I always tell people like, I felt like I lost my freedom in Nigeria. Because you know in Nigeria, you're in gated compounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't walk. You can't just, you can't, you can't you just know in America, you go through neighboards. Like you're yeah. going to your friend's house. Knocking door, like, defense, is this yeah. person home? Like in yeah. Nigeria, go and walk, knock on gates. Now gates man will say, can I help you? Like, you know, so it's like, <laughs> With that now, at 11 years old, I remember like my dad now, like my dad was dating this um, model at one point. Okay. My dad is weird. It's so scary. I'm like my dad, but I'm not. It's like, there's that the now, but like, yeah, the this apple, child. The, tree, yeah. the apple, the tree. So okay. he was dating like one model now, in this beautiful area in Denver. So I remember there was these girls that would come to the neighborhood, like walk through. So eventually they found out like my dad and obviously his girlfriend have a son because yeah. obviously I'm the kid visiting. Mm-hmm. So I came one time, the girls came and my dad just saw me going outside talking to them and all that because in Atlanta, like we're very friendly people, like we're not shy. Yeah. So when my dad just saw me talking to all these girls, like you could just see the shock on his face, like these like, boys are already starting. Where did he learn this? This one? early, stuff like that. Or when I'm playing sports now, for example, I'm already good. Like my dad didn't have to teach me. Yeah. I'm riding bicycles to different neighborhoods, like you yeah. see. My dad doesn't have to teach me, you know. And I feel like, again, there's that good side that some guys have whereby you learn from your environment when you don't have an, a dad, which helps you quick. Yeah. But I also feel like it delays you. Mm-hmm. What I mean by delays you, and I would like to get your perspective on this. What I mean it delays you is you sort of had to grow up. Some people have to grow up to be a man quicker in terms of based on their environment. Like, for yeah, example, yeah, yeah, if your mom, yeah. like I said, my mom was a single mom of three boys. Okay. So it's like my mom is working three jobs to do stuff. Yeah. So in that time now... I'm sacrificing my time to help with my baby brothers and yeah. shit. So it's like, there's some stuff now I'm figuring out early, mature-wise, yeah. but there's a lot of stuff I don't get to figure out. Because you're still sheltered. Because I'm sheltered yeah. in that yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even ask the questions I want to ask yeah, and all, yeah, compared yeah. to if there's a father now for some people, mm-hmm. you know, there's that balance that, even if you're still baby stuff, you can still go to each parent asking for something. Yeah. So let me ask you now, because like I said, I feel like, again, if you're coming from a single parent background yeah. you grow up quicker but you lose some stuff yeah having both parents around now how do you feel like you were able to gain information do you feel like you know you've been able to progress quick because you've had both of them or do you feel like having both of them sometimes makes you be it can be a hindrance if that makes sense all right so um i definitely see the angle you're coming from in this and a lot of it is benched on you so now 
of course, you have to just be careful with the fact that, careful with how we take the interpretation of this, but you replacing the father figure, right? And by that, I mean, it gets to a certain point in life when the things you're helping your mom do are the things your dad should have been doing. Yeah, right. most so, people. And that, that's the part where you spoke about growing up quicker, right? So growing up quicker in that, you end up being a caretaker at a much younger age than you should be. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to experience a lot of that, again, of course, because there was already there was a dad to do most of the things you would have needed to do in your place growing up with a single mom, right? So I do agree with the fact that it does open you up to certain responsibilities a lot quicker and a lot earlier. And those things actually shape your life generally as you go on, right? Um, although there's there's also the sheltered bit of it, and I fully agree with you on that, in that you don't... The way you would experience some things in life, it will take you so much longer because there are already people to run to, mm. to get advice from. There are already people to run to, to get support from. There are already people, you know? And um, it even works both ways. It works several ways, rather. Some people, unlike me, who would have not really had a great relationship with their fathers, but their fathers were present, mm-hmm. also have a very different way on how they ended up seeing life and ended up growing, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of a lot of um, a lot of son father relationships are very uh, are very affected by toxic masculinity, right? And by that I mean. You can't even as much as tell your father I love you. And uh, you know, dep- so I like how you said that because I was going to get to that. Yeah. Do you mean in terms of males in general? I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking about or the, the yeah. African male because here's well, why I said Af- that African male, yes, African Thank, male, definitely. Because what I was about African to say, because like again in America, I noticed people could say, "Yo, I love you, pops," and all that, and it's culture, embrace. Culture, it's an embrace. Yeah, in the Nigeria, you would find, like I said, it's not to say it's everybody. Yeah. But you know, you will even be shocked when somebody said, "I love you, dad." Ah, like. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad didn't say anything. Oh, love God, you, dad. Okay. They just and don't worry. I paid school so fees. You, I love you. Know, you don't you know worry. The funny thing about that is um, the the um, practice of showing open emotions between yourself and your dad, especially between a son and his father, is not really something that you know our society really pushes for. Mm-hmm. Even in movies, you hardly would see. You know the Nigerian in African son, movie. Yeah, yep. in African, you would hardly see the Nigerian son telling Nigerian dad, "I love you." Right. But you feel these things. He feels those things as well. But it's your mom that'll be telling you, oh, your dad loves you. Bro, he can't tell yeah, me. Himself, like, you know? my dad used to scare me when he would be like, like, that I said, I'll give my dad props. My dad is the one that sort of taught me how to love people in a way. Yeah. Like, as as his own character is different, but like, he would be the one to be telling me like, yo, I love you, and all that, give me nicknames and shit. And I would just be scared every time. Look, like, what you call me? Like, you what? Like, Meanwhile, I'll go back to my mom, and my mom, as like I said, you're about my mom is even she has three boys. In yeah. fact, we're probably the daughters to her because mm. we're probably the, all the sensitive ones. She's yeah. the hard one. Yeah, yeah. That's, like if you that's, say, that's, that's lo- like, love you, mom. Like, why mom to why people love every time? Like, ah. so mm. it's just like, okay, mm. that's different. But then coming here, like you said, I'll see some guys with their dads, and I'll be like, it's more of like. I don't want to say even a friendship. It's like a dictator. I don't even know how to put the word because it's just yeah. like you you see your dad as this idol figure Thank you very instead much. of a parent. So that's and that's so now let me even tell you how I navigated my childhood into growing up, right? Mm-hmm. So now imagine someone like me who is actually closer to his dad around a lot of boys who be like, oh my God, my dad, I'm afraid of him. Because that's how it was generally yeah. in like high school time and all that. I was usually the only one who could really say, oh, my dad is the one taking me. He's like, your dad care. And I'm like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. You guess. However, when I spoke about my mom, I'm like, ah, no, I can't ask my mom. My mom's going to, she's not going to have it, right? And um, growing up, this kind of shaped how 
you know. So I always tried some, several things to, you know, also want to be close to my dad and all that. But now, remember I said something earlier about how I loved and hated the attribute he had of mm-hmm. sharing how he sees life and how you should navigate it. So I told you that, you know, he's the kind of person who put you on a bicycle and tell you, you have to go here. Now, here's the thing. Okay, so put me on a bicycle. Take me, tell me to take, go from Lekki to Ikoi. Mm-hmm. In fact, he would even insist you go from Lekki to Ikoi so that he, he wants to experience certain things. Mm-hmm. He knows that they might bust your tire on the way. He's like, eh, they will bust this. Then let me know how you fix it. But at least have your training wheels, you know, mm-hmm. so that even if I'm not available to help you, you'll figure your way around it. But here's the, now here's the downside to that I hated. All right. The fact that it's a, it's a, um, it's an attribute that's growing up it works well when you're in your spongy years, when you're still taking a lot of stuff Taking in, things in, right? yeah, still you know, processing so stuff. Up until about end of high school, even beginning of uni, you're still kind of open to certain lifestyles. But when you've kind of, maybe you've finished university now, you know, you're done. Then he's still on that. Okay, go there, but use training wheels. And I'm thinking, oh, gee, this, this is my field actually, you know, so I, I know this now. You know, and then we start having arguments about how he thinks I should do it and how I'm saying how I think I should. So, you see how it's a good and it's bad a good, trait. Because yeah. with that now, I, I say that's the one thing I've been happy to avoid, but it has caused more stress. In terms of oh, right. having a single mom, and for guys who can relate, it's like I say, they are going to be protective. Mm. However, with them being protective, because they're single moms, they can't see you forever. Mm. Which means you become a natural rebel because yes, you have that time like, yes. this woman's not here. Let me exactly. go and try this Thank thing. This much. woman's not yes. really going to understand it because I'm a guy. Yes. Let me go and try it. Yes, so it's I like, agree. there's that good whereby you get to grow up quick. Like those training wheels, I'm all, I'll go and figure it out. If I fall, hopefully I get up. Because <laughs> like I said, there's sometimes you, without having that father figure, there's some risk you can take. Yeah. Because I tell people, for me, there's a reason why I didn't cross certain lines in America in mm-hmm. terms of I'll cross certain lines because I'm a rebel. Yeah. There's no father figure. Like my father figure, I told you, is my pastor. Worst yeah. case, I'm not seeing pastor to Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which means <laughs> Monday to Thursday. If you Yo. like call pastor, I ain't seeing pastor till I go to his house. Like me and my boy Toby will call each other. Yeah, we're in trouble this weekend. <laughs> or Friday now, Friday, Friday. So it's like, I'm fine. Compared to like, if I had that father figure, then I won't be always able to. On check, and always I feel like there. I won't have been able to discover myself. Because even now, I tell people I'm still discovering myself. Because even though I discovered myself early, there was a lot of stuff I couldn't discover because there's no guidance as a father figure. You're yeah. going to every single man now, your uncles, everybody, which is a blessing that yeah. I had. Yeah. That I had a lot of male father figures around. So yeah. I got so many perspectives. But the problem with having sometimes so many perspectives that's not from your own father yeah, is that you are taking time to process this, so process this, process know who is this. Right, know who is wrong, know who is wrong. Because in the end, I mean, even if they are parents, they are still human beings who were also young, who also and they're made also bad not, decisions. They're not your father in terms of exactly. no matter what, we have to realize when it's not your child, there's still a certain advice you're going to give somebody's child that's that not your child. Not, the yes, same way you just yes. said your dad's a philanthropist. Yeah, phil- philanthropist. Yeah, philanthropist. Yeah. Yeah, I have two degrees, guys. Eh? Please, eh? <laughs> two degrees, just in case. But so, yeah. how your so, dad does that now is like, he'll go and you probably even have probably seen it where you see him giving advice to somebody. And just like, life just cha- yes. This is the same man. Yeah, yeah. But when I, is my own life now? Because even my I mean, mom does that mean. shit. Like my mom, how you said, like being a single mom is guarded. Yeah. My mom will... My mom runs one of the biggest all-girls schools. Can I tell you? Saw your wings. Do this. Try this. When is me now? I'm now the rebel child. Oh, you like giving somebody headache. You like doing this. But <laughs> you are just advising how many girls to go yeah, and try this yeah. now. You get what I'm saying? So let you, me... Act- you, you know one thing? You know one point I think um, guys usually have a turnaround to whether they are closer to their fathers or farther away from their fathers based on relationships is 
when they have a girlfriend and if they, if they can share. You know, every if guy... They can what? If they can share. Like, share the information. That's, I feel like that is the point where every guy <laughs> has a turning with his father. I'm so sorry. For a second, young me just came up. Yeah, yeah, no, like no. Let's, let's, let's focus. Let's focus. Like, well, I no, 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 no. I mean, share the information. <laughs> share the information, yeah, so, yes. So, um, I guess every... Uh, averagely, every guy will have his first girlfriend, girlfriend, you know, whatever they call as girlfriend in GS3, SS1. That's 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 high school choice. That's when you have ah, like, first girlfriend high school. I mean, like an course, official, yeah. like an official one that you can actually go to people and say that's my girlfriend, not this girl I'm liking. This girl I'm liking is usually like GS1, GS2. Yeah, I mean, you on the other hand, you share Yes, you share Rebel. So, anyways, um, so I had my first. Girlfriend, somebody in GS3. Um, I definitely don't think I share that information with anyone, but I guess my dad could tell from my mannerisms and some things I was doing that this boy has girlfriend. Because one day he just called me into his room and I was 13 at that day. And of course, you see, I really give it to him because apart from just, and this is why I say I definitely want to father my children the same way. Apart from just knowing when to give fatherly advice and instructions. He also knows strategically when mommy can be around for this information, mommy needs to be away for this information. Because it's not everything that you're telling your son that wife must be there for. Because again, you know, definitely women, women will be sensitive to some topics. I think, hey, no, don't tell him that. And then your man thinking, he needs to know this now. Like, you know, so he made sure it was always so strategic that my mom was not available for that small piece of information that was going to be very vital for me as a man navigating life. I was 13, and he just called into his room. Now, then I was still a day, so I was going to a day, um, secondary school then. So, you know, I would come back home every day. And so this particular day, I came back home. I think it was like a Wednesday. It was just in the middle of the week. Mm. It wasn't like any significant day. Some random day in the week. And then he calls me to his room. It was around like 8 p.m. thereabouts, or 9 p.m., I can't remember. And then he's like... So, do you have a girlfriend? And that question, people don't realize as a guy, when your father <laughs> asks you that question for the first time, I paused. there's a fear you have because <laughs> you just don't know what to expect. I paused. So, the thing is, you know, I already explained how my dad is the cool parent, right? In that, he doesn't really shout, no beating, no, but he's still a dad in the end, right? Mm. So, as much as... I'm okay with going to him for certain problems. There's, there's some information I just believe my parents generally should not just have. Whether mom or whether dad, or they just don't, should So, have with it, you right? saying that now, it's funny how you say that. So, I'm the opposite. Coming from a single parent household, yep. I feel I can tell them anything. Well, ha, in terms of my mom. It's not, it's just not, because your, it's not your parenthood. It's, the way, it's where you lived. No, but even the parents <laughs> are... No, but I'm, no sure. wait. Here's why. Because people okay. say that, but... I know my parents. Okay. Luckily, like I say, even my mom being a she's a Nigerian mom to the core, trust me. Mm-hmm. But her character, the kind of person she is, she made sure that I'm going to have a very close relationship with my children that they can come. Because she too, she knew her stance. I'm a single mom. Whether I like okay, it or not, well, I, I mean, have boys. Yeah, that, that's fair. So, even the first topic you said about girls. Like I said, there's one time I said that my mom just said the first time I told her I had yeah. sex, she's like, thank God this boy is not gay. Because yeah, obviously, yeah. I was hiding stuff from her yeah, early. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she knew... There's some stuff I could go to about girls. Same with my dad. Like, yeah. when I was 12, first time I kissed a girl was this girl named Melissa in Colorado. And my dad now was there. And I remember, like, after I kissed her, I went to the house straight up to my dad. Like, yo, I just had, like, a kiss with this girl and shit. Like, it wasn't my first kiss, but it was the first time he heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I went to him. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, man. Like, I kissed her. What's this? I was like, all right. 
have you had sex before? What? 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 No, dad, and all that. He's like, all right, cool. So this is what you're gonna do now. This is how you. And I was shocked. That one is the Yankee. I'll admit. For I my, wait, say, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> for my dad being in America, he was open-minded. I could have that conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the character of my dad, yeah, is a very Nigerian. open. Like even as a Nigerian, he's a bubbly. He's a very different Nigerian. It's the same like me. That's oh god. It's like doing this topic now. I'm admitting how I'm like the guy. Yeah, you're definitely. So it's like even for me, me I day here. Yeah, my foundation. Yeah, I day. There's a lot of Nigerian principles that even when I move or go anywhere, I'm sticking to it. Yeah. But because of how I've grown up with the open-mindedness of stuff, it's like. I even can have those kind of conversations with my child the way my dad had with me that he wasn't so strict and firm. Like, yeah. how are you having this talk with me? Or even, And I even feel like for some dads, they don't realize how it affects us as men when you shun us away or act like we can't come to you openly. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. you're the man we're supposed to actually look up to first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we have any idol outside in terms of athletes, sportsmen, movie stars, yeah. people of influence... Yeah. you should be the first point that we should come to. Yeah. But when you push us away now, that's why I feel like a lot of men get lost. Yeah, so so the thing is, I mean, before I get back to my point, I was trying to finish the story, but before I get oh, to sorry. that, yeah, you know, before I get to that, so you talk about, you know, sharing your first kiss experience mm-hmm. with your dad. Now, I don't, I don't know about a lot of experiences, but I do know a handful of guys who I'm almost certain in the, Typical Nigerian context, you cannot go to your father and say, Oh, daddy, I just had my first kiss. Why? What did you score no, in your elementary sorry. science? There's something I don't What did you score in maths? You are scoring but C why, in maths. But you see something I have a problem Bro. with Nigerians saying that. Why <laughs> do we? I feel like that's even what contributes to us thinking we can't do these things okay. because we already have that mindset or that generalization. Like, most fathers are already like this. Most fathers or mothers won't do this. But really and truly, until you go try it, or ask, how would you know? No, you're not even getting the point. You see, now, it's not even parenthood anymore. The Nigerian context even sees... The fa- In fact, let me tell you, some people at 25 cannot still tell their mother that they've kissed a No, guy. I agree. And, that, so, saying, there's and that's that side, so but that's the we one. make it seem like that is the only side. That's what I'm trying to say. There's that side. Yes. In any society. But that's the only side. But if you're 12 years I feel old. like there's a lot of that side that we don't talk about where people actually can oh, go to their parents and, that's and have these conversation. conversations. That's why we're having this conversation right now. So because the reason for this topic is to let people know that, look, parents are not some gods that you have to first bring sacrifice and bring... But we also have to share our experiences. And I'll tell you for a fact that I almost can bet that maybe out of 10 people, only one person can go to their fathers and say, oh, daddy, I kissed you. You might girl. say because of Yankee, but again, Nigerian fathers yeah. are Nigerian fathers. Yes, so exactly. Half, of, at least I'll say two halves. Yeah. The ones in America, mm-hmm. they could go to their dads. Their dads were the typical Nigerian fathers. Yes. But they can go to them and talk about, about some stuff. Yes. I told you, my pastor... Is the one that taught us about women. Yeah. That taught us about shit. Like this is a redeemed pastor shit, yeah, but yeah. he understood that these are young men that I need to raise. Now that's again because they were Yankee, they were more open-minded. Coming to Nigeria mm-hmm. and seeing some fathers, there are fathers I met that they were even more open-minded than the Yankee ones because us too. You know, there's a certain point. Some men you start to relate with your sons, especially in the Lagos yeah. environment, yes. like. All my uncles in Lagos, like when I came back, they were the ones telling me about women, telling me about life and stuff at a young, at 17, 18. And I'm like, ah, like, yo, I'm even shocked these Nigerian men are coming to you. But they'll be shocked more because I actually will be the one to go to them to ask questions. So you know how like now we're talking about it now. I'll go to them, uncle, can I talk to you about something? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, I just want to talk to you about this girl problem I'm having and all that. And you see his face light up because, again, I feel like, he already expects too as an adult, like these yeah. children won't come to me and ask mm. questions. 
but I'm actually coming to you. And when I did, yo, the man's open. Yeah, I mean, I'm fair, and I totally understand because, um, again, like I said, I'm growing up, I grew up in a situation where I didn't have a typical Nigerian dad, so to say, right? You know, so I obviously can't relate to those general things, but I, I mean, I talk to my guys, so I know their stories. So I know that, you know, can most I ask you guys, a question? Yeah. Do you feel like your upbringing, because now that you even said that now, and I just thought about something, mm-hmm. me saying I could go to my uncles and ask mm-hmm. them stuff. That's still sort of related to the Yankee thing in terms of me growing up in Yankee. I can go to adults. Yeah, because you I can ask any question. Open-minded, regardless of wherever they are. So I was about to say with you now. Do you feel like the Nigerian upbringing didn't allow you guys to be as open-minded or open to conversations with adults because the upbringing here is one of fear in a way. Yes. Like even from kids, any adults, not even your parents, yes. even your teachers, you're already everyone, fear, everyone. fear, fear, yes. adults. Yes. So do you feel like that contributes to not you? asking your dad or your parents certain questions that you'd want to ask okay so before i even answer your question so let me just quickly wrap up with my um scenario or my story rather before so i was saying them that my dad had called me from i came back from school one day um i was in gs3 yeah i was thirsting at the time and my dad called me into his room and then he's like so do you have a girlfriend i had to check myself that call is there something on my body that is showing that i have a girlfriend like where's this man getting this information from right and um, so, so one thing my dad has always preached, like from how, from remembering, hearing, and understanding words, is you can carry out all the bad deeds in the world, but just do not lie. Like he's always hammered that on us. You can steal, you can, just, but do not lie. See that one thing about lying is the only time he'll really discipline you. If you do everything else, he can sit you down and you talk about how you mm-hmm. correct this problem. But the minute you lie. That's where it's going to be an issue. Because for him, and I understood why now, because for him, lying doesn't equip him with the information he needs to correct you moving forward. Mm-hmm. So if he's asking me if I have a girlfriend and I'm saying no, and that's a lie, how, how does he go from that? How mm-hmm. does he, you know, help me in my situation from that point? Because now I've lied, I don't have a girlfriend. To him, he doesn't have anything to correct. He doesn't have any advice to give, and I'm just moving on. So at that point, I told him, um, uh, I, 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 yes, I do. And he's like, oh, who is she? Kind of just give him, you know, this stuff is from I mean, I won't lie, but I won't give him the full truth mm-hmm. and everything. Because, again, it was the first time we were really entering this, this angle, you know, in our father-son relationship. And then he goes, okay, so um, so what, what, what do you, so do you like her? Have you guys had sex yet? I said, daddy, hold on, I'm 13. He said, what does that mean? So what does it mean if you're 13? It doesn't even matter. And then, because I had, I had a best friend then mm-hmm. who had an older sister. And he was even saying that, oh, because if I even see you with your, your friends, I said, ah, she's just, she's even older than me. So, now, hear this. I said, she's even older than me. I said, eh, what now happened? How many years you older than you? Is it not just me three years? Yeah, so, so, ah, don't worry. You've not seen anything yet. He's not, I really don't understand what he's saying. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> so, back then I was thinking, ah, someone that's older than me, daddy, please, you get. And he now, he now said, okay, you know what? Let me just tell you this. I even asked me then if she has given me BJ. I said, eh? I've not given me what? Nigerian fathers are very <laughs> sexual people. Like this, I'm sorry to say, respect to all the uncles and fathers out there, but it's like them, they're very, they don't have any filter when they ask those guys, no have you had sex with her? So, so what did you and, do? And this, this conversation was actually the whole, the whole turning point. Because I, I brought this conversation up because I was talking about how guys had kind of changed the, you know, dynamics of their relationship with their fathers when they start having that, I have a girlfriend conversation. Now, after that point, I was now 
I was not able to easily open up to the fact that I have a girlfriend. Now, I would hardly tell my mom because she's already, she would not start saying that, oh, the girlfriend is the reason I'm not focusing on my studies. Mm-hmm. You know, all those kind of things, yeah. So, but I would, I knew my dad would understand that. Fine, no, have a girlfriend. But he would tell me, have a girlfriend, no problem. But focus. So it was very easy for me to go and see my girlfriend whenever I needed to. You know, like then when you're younger, you don't have a car, you're not driving yet, but maybe there's somebody that can take you. Maybe one uncle this that can drive you there. And once your dad knows, mm, Okay, mommy, I've told that you. You know, you said it wasn't very celebrated. It was easy for me because I knew at least I'm not fully dodging. You know, I, I felt this calm where it's like, okay, I can go and see this girlfriend. One parent knows. One parent knows I'm going there. So even times where now there was now one very very now I'm not. This is where I'm getting to the real hot story. So I had a girlfriend in uni, and um, I think sometime in our third year, um, we had gone on a break from school. But I think at the time she didn't really she didn't really feel like going home yet. Maybe you know she's constrained at home and stuff like that. So she wanted to stay out of school for maybe about two days before going back home. Mm-hmm. And you know then now first year second year you need love is really shocking you all that stuff. So I'm like ah okay wait instead of us getting a hotel you know there's like a guest room in our house that I can just sneak her into and you know just see how it goes now. My I don't think my mom knows the story. Shout out to your mom, <laughs> but I don't think my mom knows the story. So. Um, um, I don't think my brothers know the story. Maybe one of my brothers. So, anyways, I managed to sneak her in. And so the plan then was, you know, after we lock up, so the guest room is downstairs in one corner of the house and then everybody else goes upstairs. So my plan was, okay, you know, I just, you know, lock up, lock the guest room. So, I mean, no one knows there's anyone in there or anything like that, you know, and just, and just go up. So when everybody, when everybody goes to work the next day, then we can now have like chill time, you know, and hang out and do whatever we want to do. So that's how, of course, girlfriend was shocking me too now. So after, when I was trying to lock up the night before, mm. I'm like, you know what, let me just even go see her, check if she's okay, you know, just chill with her for a little bit. The plan was max five, ten minutes, and then just call it a night and go, go upstairs. Guy, that's how I slept off on this bed. <laughs> when I tell you the first thing that woke me up was the knock at the guest room door. Oh. I wanted to faint. It's a different kind of fear when your father... When somebody you know is just, or let me not even say that, not even mothers, it's the father actually. I have more fear of my dad catching me more than my mom I the first time. I have more fear of my mom the first catching time. me. Yeah. I have more fear of my mom catching me. And I think she's the one who knocked. Huh. Actually, um, so she knocked, but I think I didn't respond. And I told my girlfriend to just, mm. So I think she knocked, and maybe with no response, because I also made sure not to turn on the AC. I mean, I was sharp there. We'll see what the things do. I was sharp there. So I made sure not to turn on the AC so that the outdoor units won't come on. They won't need somebody in the room. We just use the fan and all that stuff. But I think my mom knocked, and then I just told her to keep quiet, no response. This was early in the morning, around like 5 o'clock or something. So um, she knocked, no response, and then I kept quiet. Then I think later on, my dad knocked. I also, I also didn't respond or something. So I made sure the person left the area. And then I now, like, you know, snuck out of the room. I just went to one part of the house. And then I think when I saw my mom, she was like, oh, where are you? I said, oh, I was actually just outside. I was making sure, just for one story, you know, just making mm-hmm. sure one chore was being done, even though that was a lie. Now, fast forward to, this was early in the morning. I think my mom had now stepped out to work around 8 a.m. Yeah. Fast forward to about 10 a.m. So usually my dad would leave late. My dad's always in the house at about 10, 11, so he steps out. So around 10, he now calls me upstairs. Now, whenever your father wants to give you some kind of gist, they are always shaving. It's always when they are shaving. So you see him mixing his magic and saying, hey, so come inside, come inside. Mm-hmm. 
whenever he gives me, whenever he's calling me, that I already know there's something. That's, I'm like, hey, God, what have I done this time? And the next thing he goes, so who's the guy you brought to the house? Eh? I said, sorry, which, which, I said, he said, see, bro, don't worry, I, I know already, just tell me who the girls are. And I said, oh, okay. So now, now where I was lucky was that, you know, I, I told you, we're already at a place where he knows who my girlfriend is. So, and I said, oh, it's so, 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 and so. And then he's like, okay, but you know, the best thing you should have done is just told me first that, oh, she wants to spend the night. So that way I'll know how to, you know, talk to your mom, manage her. So I'll make sure your mom does not go downstairs to me. So you know what you just said then now. So let me come interrupt with this now because there's a point about to say. So there's My a nigga. That's, a, that's there, that was the so point I got to. There's a point like you said. Like most guys now yeah. actually become friends with their dads. Yeah, yeah. And it can happen at any age. It can yeah. happen at any point. So mm-hmm. Like everybody's yeah. story is different. But I feel when you get to that stage of being a friend with your dad, yeah, it sort of unlocks a different piece and different mindsets in you. Yeah, it does. That, it does. you know, like you say, opens up those questions, opens yeah. up those doors to say, okay, let me even find out about this man's life. Yeah, exactly. Let me find out, yeah. okay, how did the man turn out like this? Why does he, he think he like that? Yeah, exactly. Okay, now that I'm this age, because you, like you said, as you get older now as a man, that's when you start to process and put the pieces together. Like, yeah. you know, in your 20s, like you say, having a relationship with your, father, your dad as a kid, yeah, like you said, it's the idol figures, the older folk. It's the one that, okay, this is what I'm learning too. As a teenager, most of us enter our rebellious stage that you're like, why does this man do this? Okay, this man can't find this out. But then yeah, as yeah. an adult now in your 20s, like you say, when situations like that now happen, that is like, this man don't nab me or this man already knew. It's yeah, like, yeah. So you knew, okay, now I can talk to you in this way because even, like you said, for me now, like since I didn't have those years with my dad, by the yeah. time I got to my 20s, like I'm in uni now, that me and him are now able to talk because even yeah. that, we're not even talking on an everyday basis because yeah. again, for most of my life, we've not grown up together. Yeah. You've not, it's not that you've not been in the picture, but we sort of had like a falling out when yeah. I was about 14, 15 that we didn't see each other again for a long time. So by okay. uni now, we started seeing, so it's like you're trying to catch up. Yeah. At this point of paying catch up now, like you say, now the dynamic is different because how you said as a father, as a kid now, when you grow up with your dad, there's a situation that now makes it become that you're an adult. Yeah. But when you become from a single parent household, depending on your relationship with your dad or something, like let's say you guys didn't see each other for a long time yeah. and you now come and see each other as adults now in terms of you're in your 20s you're already an adult. Yeah. Like that conversation of the moment didn't need to happen because you've already had to grow up now. You've already had to grow up to yeah. be an adult. Like for example, Shaq talks about it. When Shaq was born, his dad didn't, wasn't in his life. Yeah. It was his stepdad that raised him, but he yeah. didn't even know it was his stepdad till he's 11. And yeah. that's even something we'll talk about because even me, I grew up with the stepdad for years, for over 10 years. Okay. So it's like his stepdad grew up with him and raised him. That he called this man his father his whole life. Yeah. It wasn't until the day Shaq got drafted that his real father now came mm. at 19 saying he's my son. But Shaq is already like, yeah, you're yeah, not, yeah. my dad is right here. So he's like, he's already having that adult conversation because yeah. you've had to have it. Yeah. You know, so with that being said now, like what I was just trying to get to is is that like it's just funny how as men everybody's journey is different yeah in terms of when you start to realize you're a man or you're becoming a man because a father actually plays a pivotal role in terms of how quick it's going to happen or how slow it's going to happen yeah but in saying that now don't quickly just switch the topic because of the time now but it's the same topic on the men in terms of we didn't even talk about having stepfathers now 
Because mm. that's another mm. aspect you talk about. Like you said, your parents have been together for yeah. 30 some years, but some people have step parents. Some people had children before the relationship, yeah. after the relationship. Yeah. So even with that now being said, like with stepfathers now, that's a whole different dynamic. So I grew up with a stepfather for 10 years or so before my parents got divorced, like 10 years or so. We never liked each other from day one. And people don't talk about, there's some good step parents that is like, yeah, yeah, of course. you know, like yeah. this is, the guy like it's like the you said been. Yeah. exactly like yeah. you know and I've had that relationship with some monks I like oh god why like <laughs> you get what I'm saying well my own stepfather it wasn't the case like it's weird and it was weird because I have my baby brothers you get what I'm saying mm. and these are my brothers these are my babies these are like my children so it's like I always had to keep a certain level head in terms of even though we didn't like each other I had to keep think about my brothers, it, yeah. you know, and even like there are times like people don't like like me and my dad that like we did not like that we fought like and this guy is huge like it's not like it was a fight like equal like yeah. ha run and all that <laughs> kind of stuff like friends come and help me and stuff like that yeah. but it was like it was something that made me grow up quick mm. also okay. because I think having that point of having no father basically you have no father because I don't talk to my dad yeah my stepdad is not, not there dad to you, so yeah. it's like at that point now it's like. You sort of become like the athlete. If you notice, a lot of athletes in America, especially, grew up with no father, so they figured everything out. So I actually started doing that, mm. which was fine. But then I just told people now, it's not till now. I'm in my tw- late twenties now. I'm just figuring out a lot of stuff now, because yeah. I'm finally an adult. I'm starting to mature, you know. And it's like, wow, I missed out on a lot, you know. And sometimes I look at other people too. I don't know if people like step parents or single parents can relate to this. like you look at people with parents and it's like damn that's a blessing you know especially as an African you know you talk about these things like it's a blessing yeah, yeah, to, to have, have both yeah, sides yeah, you know yeah, so yeah. I think we'll just round up with this time I have a question for you now to round okay. up so what kind of father do you want to be to your kids because you said earlier you want to be like your dad yeah, but you're yeah, still going to have your own yeah, principles yeah, course, and all so what yeah, kind of father would you want to be um so i mean i think particularly more than anything I, I want to have a very open line of communication with my kids like i think it's the most important of everything like the problem a lot of african parents have is this that that line of communication is not just open like i tell mm. you there's so many like i mentioned like i wasn't so close to my mom you know when i was young but growing up i found that there's just so many things you just didn't communicate about so mm. many things that you know she just made it clear that, oh, that's how it should be. I never got the chance to tell her my side of the story and everybody just goes with one, you know. And so I think that communication thing is extremely important and especially from young because I really want my parents, my children to know that I'm that person that you can come to for anything, literally. Like, I might not approve of everything, right, but come to me, let's have a discussion, right? And I think um, I think it's, it's honestly what every young parent now should, you know, carry on moving forward open up lines of communication with your children. Let them know that, look, we can talk about this. Talk to me about this. You know, I'm not going to come to you as a parent. What I say stands. No, 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 no. I can be wrong. And I think that's a lesson to learn. I can be wrong. So if I can be wrong, teach me. You know, if I think you're wrong, I'll teach you. And we go that oh, way. You sound like don't mean, I'm about to say, I'm still very old school. I ain't going to lie to you. Like, <laughs> you said, I can be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying this because every parent believes that they are right. Oh, yeah, yeah, obviously. In that I've experienced what you think you can experience. It doesn't mean anything. Just because you experience it, times are changing. Technology is changing. So many things are happening now that, you know, even when I have children, I, I want to be able to you know, shape their characters. And that's what every Nigerian does. But in fact, that could even be the, the trauma in me wanting to, you know, be like a Nigerian parent that, oh, I want to... But the truth is, if I don't communicate to them, I don't even know what they want. I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, and it was that communication that really let me know. My dad's kind of person that I'll tell you, okay, look, if, if, you, if you don't want to go to school and you think what you 
have passion in his music. Oh, yeah, let's, oh, yeah, let's train it. Oh, yeah, let's start doing music school. Let's start doing If you think you like it, then let's see. If you don't like it, it's a show. Mm. You know, so that's the kind of father I think I want to be. I want to just be, let me know what you think you want your life to be like, and then let's start from there. I think I'm going to be a prove it to me kind of father, but when I say prove it to me, I don't want it to be that your whole life goal has to be, you have to prove to your father you are this. It's more yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you say, communicate, but I also want there to be a boundary the same way. When I say boundaries, like a lot of parents now, they'll say they want to be friends with their kids and all. I want to be friends with my kids. But there's a boundary that you're going to know I'm still your parent, that you don't cross that line. You like, sound more like the Nigerian parent than No, me. no, because that's what I mean. Like, that's what I said. Yeah. I am. I'm still going to be, but I'm still going to be very fair. Like, for example, my mom and I, like, my mom and I are, like, best friends. Yeah. We fight more than anybody mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. But there's a level of respect I have for whereby she's, like, a sister to me, whereby there's I can actually go just... to her and talk about stuff I want to. Like, yeah. I tell my, like, my entertainment lifestyle, she hates it. We fight about it. But I tell her, I even tell her, mom, you should be lucky I come to you. Mom, I'm not doing fraud, but I'm tempted. Why? Because Yahoo boys, they come to my party every time. Exactly. Why are you telling Are you okay? Go and do it then. Go and do the fraud. I'm not doing fraud. I'm just telling you. Okay, when it comes to women now, oh, there was this, like, pregnancy. Like, I remember the first time I told my mom, like, I pregnancy is like, when I was young, but it wasn't me. Like, yeah. that kind of story. But it's like, yeah. even that, ah, you're getting women pregnant. Da, 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 da. Can you just hear? I'm trying I mean, to talk like for advice. I'm happy that I'm communicating so like, with you. I want yeah. my child to be able to come to me that they can tell me that. But not that they're telling me as a friend or they're being... As no, no, it's like, like, okay, yo, I got something to talk to you about that. Like, oh, what's up? Okay, this is going on in my life. Really? Okay. Let's talk about it. Then even like you said, if there's certain things you want to do, I don't want to place fear in my child. Because yeah. growing up in a single parent household, that's the downside. You yeah. grow up with a lot of fear. Everything I did that wasn't in my mom's plans was fear. Yeah. I played sports my whole life. My mom was, you can't do this, you can't do this. So it builds that rebel like, yeah. I can't, what? I'm going to be the best athlete out there. Do that. Okay, you can't do this music. Why can't I? You can't do this stuff. All the passions I have, I can't. Why? My child, if they have certain passions that might not be aligned with what I want for them, okay, you want to do this? Prove to me you want to do it in Mm. terms of let me see work of you working towards Towards, that goal. Let me see that you're a serious character. Then I'll not come and support you. But if you're just saying you want to do it for bands and all that, I go, just look you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. so, but I mean, I think, well, I know people hate me all the time for being the timekeeper. Timekeeper. For Christ's sake. Oh, but yeah, we have to round up. I mean, Great we can talk. talk about this for hours. I have so much content. I have stories. I have so many stories. <laughs> so many stories. But yeah, we have to round up here. Um, and shout out to you guys that are always tuning in again. Well, yeah. I feel like at one point we'll talk to the producers about, you know, having a special, you know, two hour episode, episode. Yeah, or some yeah, stuff. Yeah, so you where know. people can just have their feel because yeah. everyone keeps saying they want more. So, um, but yeah, I mean, again, um, you guys should like, subscribe, um, follow us on all social platforms. We're on TikTok, on we're on yeah. Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're everywhere. You can find us we're on Audio Mac, we're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, I'll Apple mention Podcast, iTunes, yeah. everything. You can find menisms. Literally, just type in menisms. You'll find us. Yeah. So yeah, and also don't forget to send us emails. Uh, at menismspod uh, at gmail.com or you know follow our Instagram pages at menismspod mm-hmm. on all platforms even and, our personal um, Instagrams follow us they'll put it under there yeah and um, also I mean more than anything you guys keep the comments coming um, we read the comments every time and if you have any questions send us DMs if you need to so we can try our best to answer your questions yeah. Yeah. so until next time we are gonna be back next week shout out to you guys and yeah stay tuned for our next episode